Hey, what's up, my people? Welcome and welcome back. I need to confess from the get-go that today is the first time I'm not actually recording a show at Mountaineer Studios. I don't have Ryan, the producer, across from me in the control room, nor Skylar Warwick here taking photos with a disposable camera. And instead, I am in my living room, hoping that my kids don't come down and ruin what should be a very special show. But before we begin, remember, it's kickback underscore Nadem on Instagram and on Twitter. And also links to the kickback playlist can be found in the show notes. So anyway, to today's guest, he's played nearly 600 club games. He's a French international and somebody who yet again is proving he is a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy my conversation with the EPL legend that is Gail Clichy. <laughs> What's up, man? Monsieur Clichy, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And you? Yeah, I'm very good, man. I'm very good. I appreciate right. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. A lot. No problem. More than welcome. More than welcome. A lot. Right. Let me begin by putting some respect on your name, okay? Let me set the tone for everybody listening. So, unless this is wrong... You've played 578 club games, yeah? Okay, sounds yeah. right. Okay, so you've played 73 games in the Champions League. You've played 17 games in Europa League, and you have 20 caps for France. And in that time, you have three Premier League titles, one Turkish League title, two Community Shields, one FA Cup, and two League Cups, yeah? Yeah. So that's not too bad. But my question to you really is, like, how have you only got eight goals? <laughs> well, I, I play at the back, my friend. That's why. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, Sergio Ramos plays at the back and he's got probably 100. How have you got eight goals? Bro, there is some people that can do amazing things and some people who can do good things. Ramos is one of those <laughs> who can do extraordinary things. Um, so... Okay. Eight goals. You know what? For for me, eight goals. I'm really proud of those goals. <laughs> <laughs> but did you not score two this season as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, subject, same subject. Goals are another subject I like. Okay, okay. Well, let me let me let me talk a bit about your career then, and ask you a few questions, if that's all right, because this is me talking to you as like a fan and a friend. Yeah? Right. So you start off at Cannes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. For anyone who doesn't know, that's not exactly the biggest club in France. So how did you really feel when you heard that Wenger and Arsenal were, in, were interested in you? Well, you know what? It's, it's not the biggest club. Uh, and it hasn't been for the last 10, 15 years, 20 years. But before that, uh, it's it's a club that... Uh, um, it's an academy that see uh, Uso, uh, Zidane, Vieira, Miku, okay. Frey, okay. Zebina. Okay. Uh, all okay. those players came from this academy. So at the time, the decision to go there was purely because of the academy. Uh, but obviously, mm-hmm. when you're there and you play in the third division in France and someone like Wenger is coming to you and asking you to join Arsenal, uh, well, I'd, you know, there's not really any word to describe that except yeah. the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's a shock and it's a surprise, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure, I can imagine. So, when the time comes to go to Arsenal, then what were you? Did you have any sort of fears, any concerns? Because you were only what seventeen, eighteen years old. Yeah, I was seventeen when I when I first met him. Uh, he came to see my family, my parents, and and I in Cannes. Uh, so we had mm-hmm. dinner all together, and uh, I remember uh, 
put it this way. Venga is a, is, is a man, even if you meet him and you're 50 years old, you're going to be impressed by his yes. charisma, you know? So I'm, yes, I'm 17 yes. now, you know, I'm 17 and he comes and he is coaching a team that is full of my idols, French players, uh, foreigners, mm -hmm. and he's asking me to join him. So I'm like, you know, you, you don't really have anything to say, but I remember asking him one question and the question was like, okay, you know, you, you want me to, to join, but really what's, what's there for me? Because I know I'm not the best left back. I know I'm not the second choice because Van Brokos is there. So what's there for me really? And he said to me, listen, if you come, Cole will be the number one and we're going to give Van Brokos on loan, you know, to any team that, that will want him. And that mm -hmm. is, you need to trust me and you will see if you join that uh, it will happen. Next thing I know, I signed there uh, and a week later, Van Brokos is going on loan to Barcelona, you know? So <laughs> okay. that, that, that is, is just to start and to, and to tell people how much of a man this guy is, you know, because he could have just, you know, kept me there with the reserve and, and, and kept his two players because they were, you know, maybe two of the 10 best left back at the time, you know, in the world. Uh, but he took yeah. that decision and, and this is credit to him because that's why he does, you know, he gives chance to his young players and he transformed them into world, world beater, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you said something there where um, you talked about all the big names that were there, the internationals and things like this. But then how long was it for you at Arsenal before you felt like you were a, you belonged to be there? You know, it's a funny thing because I, I will tell you honestly, the first year, I don't, re I don't remember um ever wanted something what i wanted to do is to just train improve and just take what was there for me to take you know i was 18 and i was just like henry Burkham, canoe so during the first year it was like kind of a, a daydreaming if you know what i mean you know yeah you don't ask yourself yeah, question sure. people don't expect anything from you anyway um mm -hmm. when you have to play you know you have to play but you know, nobody expects you to to play amazing because you know you play next to Vieira, so they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna make sure the job is gonna get done. You know, um, so the yeah. first year really, I didn't feel nothing but pleasure. You know, excitement, pleasure, yeah. and uh, and it's probably you know after eight nine months where I started to realize that these guys were becoming my friends. Um, yes, and then maybe after the second year where people now know me. Uh, that you start to kind of feel the pressure creeping in, you know? So the first year was mm -hmm. just pure, pure joy, you know, to be there and to wear that shirt was just, every day was was like a dream, you know? Yeah, that's that's incredible. Because one thing about Arsenal at that time, I would say they were everyone's second team. If you didn't support Arsenal, you, you just liked the way Arsene Wenger had his team and the way you played, like it was, ah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was special. Man. Definitely. It was special. But, but can you imagine for me, being a French guy, you know, with that French connection that we had, Arsenal was probably the team that not revealed the Premier League to France, but it was kind of the team that everybody wanted to to see, you know, that red shirt. And so, yeah, it was mm -hmm. a, it was a special moment. And um, yeah, I don't regret any any day that I uh, spent there, you know. Yeah, of course. So what do you think made that team and that club so special at that time? Well, first of all, there is... Um, Quality is something that you you cannot put aside, you know, because without the hard with hard work, with luck or whatever, if you don't have a little bit of quality, you don't go too far. 
But I would say that out of those 11 players, uh, and I will not name names, so don't ask, but I would say that <laughs> nine of the players in the start 11 were in the top three in their position in Europe, you know? Yeah. And the other two were not, but they were still very decent players, you know? So that's mm -hmm. the first thing. And then what I see is that... Um, I did an, an interview not long ago about uh, that generation of players and, and the generation of players which I was part of at Arsenal when we moved to the Emirates, you know. And, uh, and the question mm -hmm. was like, what was the difference? You know, why uh, this generation was so successful and why your generation with all the players that we know, Van Persie, Fabregas, Song and so on, why you mm -hmm. didn't perform? And, and, and I think at that moment those players, uh, the old generation, you know, they didn't have nothing to prove. You know? Yeah. Vieira, even yeah. if he didn't play good for six games, nobody will question anything. And he didn't care either mm. about what people were saying because at that time, he'd won the World Cup, the Euro Championship, <laughs> and they were all like that, you know? So they play, yeah. and their only objective and the only matter that they care about is to win if you know what I mean. Yeah. And us yeah, being a sure. bit younger, obviously we also playing to win games, but we also playing because we need to prove people that we belong in this industry, you know? And, yes, and, yeah, and I, I would even say that some players, let's say you lose 5-4 and one player score mm -hmm. three goals, he will go home being happy because he performed by himself, you know? This guy yeah, didn't yeah. think like that. This guy were about let's get the three points. You play good, yeah. you don't play good. Cherry is the main guy, whatever. We just need to get mm -hmm. the job done, you know? And I think that's the reason. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. When you name these players, these are like iconic players, not just in England or for Arsenal. This is like iconic world football. And you just say, you just roll off, you're like, oh, Thierry said this, or Patrick said that, or Giovanni said this. Like, that's incredible, man. That's incredible, especially because, like, I know you've probably had lots of questions about this before, but like what made that invincible season happen? Because every time now I look at a team like Liverpool, for example, who came close, people thought in their minds to having the best season ever, but then they can't quite get across the line. So how do you actually go a whole season without losing? I think you, you need to have luck. And I, I remember clearly yeah. some games where, you know, it's nil-nil and then penalty for the other team and the guy hit the post and he goes out, you know. So clearly this is not something you have power to stop you know this is pure luck mm -hmm. and you need luck you know mm -hmm. in in any kind of sport if you want to have a career you need luck and that we know but i would say that the, the mentality and the character was above average you know it was like they didn't care like i said they didn't care about who was scoring goals they knew cherry was the guy who was going to decide games you know and yeah, nobody will yeah. contest that and nobody will try to be the hero when it's 1-1 or nil-nil. No, give the ball to him and he will make us win mm -hmm. the game. That's it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think for me, and that's why I said for me, it was the best time because even if I didn't play that many games, it was kind of, um, that, that's the way I learned from them, you know? I learned how to be a player mm -hmm. and how to conduct myself off the pitch with these guys. So it's it, it kind of like, it was like uh, being at school with 
experiencing what people were doing. And basically I just had to grab what I wanted from that guy, from that guy, from that guy yeah. to become who yeah. I am today. If it makes sense, you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's like such a great environment to be in, but then also for you, you, you deserve to be there. It's not like everybody can have that same situation. And if someone was going to be there and he didn't deserve to be there, they wouldn't be there for very long. Mm. And lo and behold, you played there for eight years. And then the time came when you moved to Manchester City, my friend, the noisy neighbors. Like, wh why did you make that move? What happened? Why is, so you have to, you have to put everything into like the context of the, of what I'm going to say is, is, is not just one decision. It's me signing for Arsenal with these players and, and into after 10 months, you know, being the youngest player ever to win the Premier League. Uh, in a team which never lost a game. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end of that season, I'm thinking football is fun, you know? Football is fun. Yeah. You enjoy and yeah. you win trophies. And um, and no, you don't win trophies like that, you know? You have to work yeah. and you have to be lucky. And what happened after that, it's probably, it's not probably, it's a, it's a seven years hard work in the gym, on the field, outside the field to, 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 to perform, to win that cup again, but it never happened for different mm -hmm. reason, obviously, um, yeah. which I'm part of again, but it never happened. So at that, at, at that time, when I decided to move, the question was, there were two things. The first thing is I could feel the club was starting to, to promote British players, you know, they had the, they had five, uh -huh. six players that they were putting out there, you know, that they wanted the player to be the face of the club. And one of the players yeah. was a left back. So I could feel that they didn't tell me, okay, we don't want you anymore. But they didn't show me that they wanted me to be there on the long term, yeah. you know. And mm -hmm. so I, I asked my, myself, you know what, there is this, there is the fact that for the last seven years, I haven't won anything. And, um, and of course it's, it's, it's also part is the reason is me because I'm playing and I cannot give what the club needs. So I think yeah. all in all, you know, I think it's good for everybody if I just move on, you know, and, uh, mm. and obviously I was talking with some players, Patrick was at city at the time and he told me mm. the ambition and the, the objective the club had at the time. And of course, you know, it just makes you want to feel that and to be part of that, you know? And, um, and to answer yeah. your question, what you said, you know, before about Arsenal, when I signed, how long it took me to, to kind of feel part of the, of the place and being, being part of the team at City, it only took me six days, you know, okay. I signed there okay. and I experienced something that I didn't experience at Arsenal. And after five, six days, uh, that's it. You know, it, it felt like I was there for, for, for a couple of years already. And why was that? What what made you feel like feel that way? The the boys there, you know, you were part of that, you know, and uh, you know the way they welcomed me, you know, Nigel, uh, Joe Lescott, uh, Joe Hart, uh, Shenway Phillips was there at the time. Um, you know, they're the kind of guy who don't leave you behind, you know. And I was yeah, new, and yeah. they didn't have to do that, but they did that in a way that I had no choice to just blend in and go with the flow, you know, yeah. you know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about because you're part of that yeah, and, and, exactly and you create that yeah. thing, you know, and yeah. that's why I fell in love with that, with that team and, and that club, you know, because that, that was a special six years of my career. Yeah, for sure. And do you think that's why, um, 
so looking back now, that ended up being a very, you were part of a very, very special generation because you were part of that generation where, say the year before you came, I think they won the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. But from when you came, the focus was always going to be about winning a title. And I think they won the title in your first year. Is yeah, that right? yeah, the first one, yeah. And that led to a point now where you look at Man City and the start of every year, they expect to win mm-hmm. the title. It's not a case of hoping to win a title anymore. So do you think it is that sort of, that feeling amongst the players that helps them be successful? It's a, it's a different club. It's a different machine now, you know? It's like, I remember when I came, well, basically, you know, the team had just won the, the FA Cup, but yeah, obviously they were bringing players in that could mm-hmm. go and make the club go to a next level. So I'm no yeah. Sergio Aguero, but I believe mm-hmm. that the fact that they took me from Arsenal was kind of uh, them telling people, that's it, we mean business now, you know? And, and yeah, I, was, sure. I wasn't the only one. And I think that winning that trophy so early in my, in my time when I came uh, just set everything going for the team. And, and since then, you know, after that first trophy, we're not talking about City being the neighbor, nosy neighbor at, 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 in Manchester. Yeah. We're talking about a team that has to compete not only in the Premier League, but has to go far and win the Champions League, need to win the FI Cup. And obviously, you know, the first trophy available in the season is the, the Carling Cup, you know, so the uh, Carabao Cup uh, or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and this is just to tell you how fast this club grew and is growing still. And I think it's beautiful to watch. Obviously, people will be upset with that because everybody got his own opinion. But yeah. from a player, ex-player, it's beautiful to see, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, so I I was at City from 1995 and it was a different club back then, completely different Mm -hmm. club. And every 10 years it was changing, it was changing, it was changing. And then from the time when you started to come and say the years before, I think one thing which they set in motion then was that all the players who came into the building, they didn't have the sort of pain of the history of Manchester City. All they saw was the vision of what was to Mm. come as opposed to a feeling of what came before. To the point now, say, for example, where the players, when they go to Old Trafford, they go there to win because that's what they expect. Yeah. Whereas there was a time when previously we'd go to Old Trafford and we'd hope for a result. Mm. But like the mentality completely changed. And I think the way that they recruit, recruited in that, in that period, bringing in people like yourself and Jolians just before that, like that was such an important core for that football club. And even though, say, a lot of you aren't still there now, if that period didn't exist, mm. the success of today doesn't exist either. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's that's massive. So to to push further with that, so obviously you went to City. There was a bit of criticism because at the time City were on the way up, and you know people said I think I felt like whoever came to City, you're being criticised about. Oh, you know, you're only going to try and get a trophy or this, that, and the other, blah blah blah. But we ignore that anyway because it's progress. Mm-hmm. We ignore that. But which club would you say? Um, you felt the most pressure at when you were playing in terms of trying to find a trophy? Would you say Arsenal or City? Age was different, you know. Um, I would yeah. say that when when Ashley Cole left for Chelsea, that was a big mm-hmm. moment for me because it's a moment where, I think it was after my fifth year, is the moment where I have to step in after yeah. perhaps the best left-back in the world for the last 10 years. Um mm-hmm a guy who was from the academy. So the, 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 you know, to fill those shoes were, was massive, you know? So I had that pressure, but at the same time, I was so excited to get on with it. Uh, and we were all 
the same age, you know, at Arsenal. So there was mm-hmm. that excitement which took over the pressure. And yeah. I would say that City was different because if if I speak first personally, uh, that's what you said. You know, people were questioning why would you leave for City if yeah. it's not for the money. Yeah. And the only answer yeah. you can give at that time is to win things, you know. You need to win trophies. Yeah. If you don't win yeah. trophies after six years, obviously you went for the money. People will be saying that. Mm. But when I look yeah. back at my time, six years, I won two league, two, two Premier League, uh, two League Cup, two of one final of FA Cup, uh, yeah. semi-final of Champions League. Nobody can question that. So the move itself for me was big because I didn't want to to be seen as someone who's going for the money because it wasn't yeah. that. And mm-hmm. what I found at, at City, uh, that spirit, that, that togetherness, rap, you know, quickly showed me that I was into a place where I was going to make something, you know? And, um, yeah, sure. and of course, you know, I was playing with someone like Kolarov, we were rotating. And uh, I think mm-hmm. I raised my game because he was there and he raised his game because I was there. And I think that yeah. uh, pressure-wise, I would say that that time at City was, was special. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I, I, was, I get that. You, you come, you come. Okay, Arsenal, you, you, you have to win things, you know. That's any yeah. top team you play for, you, you have to win things. But when you've been bought and you see all those players coming from Spain, from Argentina, from England, from France all in the same place, mm-hmm. you know you have to win. And if you don't, you're out because they're going to bring someone else, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's very, very true. Yeah, and I think at the time City did it well. They did it in a non-traditional way because they had players at left back and right back. They had two players in both mm-hmm. positions, but they were two elite players in that at that level. So to be able to rotate great players for great players. Most teams don't have that luxury because most have a starting 11 and then they have people who, who will fill in. But yeah, that was, yeah, that was a special time. Yeah, that was no, very, very it, it was, time. it was. So let me get, let me ask you a tough question now, yeah? So I, I've got an idea what you will say, but maybe I'm wrong. Which team out of Arsenal and City when you were there had the best player? We're talking about uh, a squad or, or start 11? No, which, uh, just... Whichever, like, which is the best player you've played with at City and at Arsenal? Wow, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough because it's, it's very difficult because you look at someone like um, Aguero, you know, yeah. you, you cannot question that he's, he's, he's one of the best strikers that the league ever had. Uh, someone mm-hmm. like David Silva. Um, mm-hmm. Someone like Vincent, you know, he's been so... Yeah powerful within what it did for the club but then on the other side you know i can just name you all the players and you would just you know your your eyes will be wide open you know and i will start with Thierry Henry, then yeah, i will drift to dennis Bergkamp, Saul campbell oh ashley gosh. cole oh nyanko kanu patrick yeah. vera gilberto silva patrick, i mean yeah. all of those players won um, not all but many of them won the world cup you know and yeah. and that itself show you that at that time they were not better player than them worldwide yes. you know mm-hmm. now saying you know it's a very difficult question and honestly i would love to be able to say yes this team or that team but i would just name players and and then i will let people judge you know because 
it's, it's too hard to to name which side was the best you know you you can't really do that you know it, well you, you could but i understand <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's your what's your what's your feeling about it then what do you think i don't know it's, it's tough it's tough because i remember my first season uh, i remember playing um hybrid and i think were you playing i think you might have been playing and i was playing right back and i saw there was Pires on the left. I think it might be new on the left. There was Dennis Bergkamp playing up front with Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira in the middle. But he was playing alongside alongside Fabregas, who was breaking through. And I remember to this day, which was crazy, Fabregas came off at halftime because Wenger wasn't happy with his performance. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, that was such Fabregas. That's insane. But it's, it's tough for me. Like, I think the way that, from how I grew up, Thierry Henry was my favorite. So he's... He's the number one. Yeah, player. definitely. Like I yeah. love Aguero and stuff, but Thierry's like, he's different. Yeah. He's so, so different. Yeah. So, so after all those successful years then at City, why is it that you ended up leaving? And also, why did you end up going to Istanbul? Uh, well, you know, new coach came in and, uh, and, th- and that's part of the question you just asked before about where did I have the most pressure, you know, between Arsenal and City. Yeah. And I want, I want to say that, you know, when you play for a team like City, in six years, I had three different coach, you know, uh, manager. Yeah. And usually when you hear about manager coming, you know, he brings his, his own player. So obviously, you know, yeah. you always have that pressure of, of performing. Uh, and for me, my last year was uh, when uh, Guardiola arrived. Uh, and it's plain mm-hmm. simple, you know, he came. Uh, for me, it was like, um, it was like a, it's like he took my world of my football world and put it upside down, you know? Yeah. The way he's managing, the way he's, he's talking, the way I don't talk about the humans, the, the human and the man, because one year is not enough to, to be able to judge somebody. Um, but yeah. as a coach in one year, he just shook my world, you know? And, and, um, yeah. but it was also the time where he came to me and said to me, you know what, you, you've been a great servant for the club, but, we're gonna separate our ways because we need someone younger and someone better. And uh, and obviously, yeah. if he came and, and said, you know, we want you to stay longer, I would have stayed because you know I was feeling really good. My kids was were born in in, in England and Manchester. But you know, <laughs> in football, it's like that. In football, you know, when you pass your a certain age, uh, you have people behind who are pushing and who are perhaps better than you. And uh, mm-hmm. and then I had the, the decision either to stay in the Premier League because I had option, but then uh, it would have been for, without you know disrespecting anyone, it would have been for you know middle part of the table yeah, or lower part, and and I just felt that um, I worked so hard over the last fifteen years at Arsenal and City to go to a club for two years. Uh, and not be able to perform the way I want to yeah. perform, you know. And I've seen so many players making that mistake that, you know, I said to myself, you know what? We like new experience. Uh, Istanbul is, is a great city. Um, it was a challenge also because, you know, it was a new club and uh, they were playing Europe also. Uh, so we decided yeah. to go there, you know, we decided to come here. Uh, mm. And that's the reason. Yeah, so one thing about Turkey is that when um, I see people go there, I sometimes hear some stories about what it's like playing there in terms of money issues or this, that, and the other, or living in the right place. Like, how has that been for you? Is it is it better than you thought it would be, or is it just as expected? So I, I think when you move from the Premier League and even more so when you did eight years at Arsenal and six years at City, uh, anywhere you go, 
will be will be a shock, you know, because at my yeah. time, at, for my situation, I could only go down, you know, if you know what I mean. So anywhere mm-hmm. I would have gone, I would have been, I would have felt different. Uh, but I have to say, coming here, I never thought that it was going to be this challenging. This challenging in yeah. in in the way that you know they they're not professional at all, and yeah. and even if teams are playing Champions League or Europa League, which is really a, a high level, um, they're probably you know I won't lie, they're probably ten years behind what we know in England, you know, and okay. and for me. Uh, what I've been telling them here, uh, he said, listen, I'm going to come. I'm, I'm no Messi or Ronaldo, so you cannot expect me to score goals. And I know you're going to laugh, but to score <laughs> goals because this is not going to happen. But I'm going to yeah. bring you something that I know not many players will bring you. And if you're okay with that, the club will move forward, you know. And I think they yeah. really understood what I was talking about. And I would say that after three years, um, I've done my job, you know, because I can see the club has changed. I can see the player uh i've become more professional um but you have to be here to really understand what it is you know it's like i don't know they will um well a simple thing that you know people will understand but example you have training at 11 o'clock and people will will turn up in training at 10 10 45 you know they will actually yeah. get to the training ground at 10 45 you know yeah. and for me yeah, being for 15 years with those players you know i'm like I'm just going crazy, you know. We have an important game at the weekend, or we have Europa League game, or Champions League, or whatever. And I can see this guy who's gonna start, overweighted, not ready, he's not training yeah. hard. So that was the most challenging thing. The rest, you know, is um, money-wise. We've been lucky with the club we picked because it's one of the clubs that uh, don't really have those kind of issues. Um, mm. And I have to say that I've been treated really well. But I've I've heard stories. Um, which are shocking and um, and which are are true as well. You know, it's not just rumors. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's it's really interesting what you said there because one thing I'd like to ask you. Um, this is me again asking like a friend and a fan and stuff just to highlight because I try and say some of these things to some of my teammates mm-hmm. here. It's like, what's the difference really between a good player and a great player? Because you've played, you have played with both, but some people win and some people don't. For, for me, you know, I've I never been that player with that magic touch, you know? Um, yeah. So for me, it's always been about when I signed for Arsenal, I had to look around and see what Thierry Henry was doing. Not not yeah. especially just uh, the tricks he was making, but how he was conducting himself. For example, I was going to his house for lunch and I could see how many glasses of water he would drink, what kind of lunch he would have, yeah. you know? Uh, I would see yeah. that at pretty much meal, people will have fruit before starting their meal. And I, I just wonder why, because I didn't know all that. I could see people going mm-hmm. in the gym after training, before training. And I just I just thought, if those guys who have won the World Cup are doing all this and performing the way they perform, it's not about quality, but it's about commitment. And I have, I cannot yeah. allow myself to do less than what they do, you know? Yeah. And I sure. think for me, the key for being, Okay, quality is always a, a, a key factor because without quality, you don't, you can go places, but you don't go Premier League if yeah, you don't have a minimum of quality. And I will say that for me, yeah. the consistency, the stamina in the in the in the in the desire to to be there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
and repeat again the uh -huh. following week. And that's for yeah. 360 days every, every year. Those who can yeah. do that are the better players, you know, yeah. for, for sure, because, yeah. you know, um, I've seen I've seen one article that Guardiola said you know uh, about Sterling. I think uh, at the weekend he scored three goals. He had an amazing game, yeah. and then uh, on Champions League uh, night, three days later, he scored. I think he had the brace or something like that. You know, so people were saying, yeah. "Oh yeah, are you happy with 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 Raheem's performance tonight?" And he just said something simple. He said, "I'm not happy with the way he played today uh, because he scored two goals, but I'm happy because usually players." after a big performance like he had last week, scoring hat-trick, they would have started mm -hmm. that game thinking they were the king of yeah. the game. And then yeah. the standard would yeah. have dropped and the performance would have dropped. But he said Raheem never mm -hmm. let that get into his head and he played the same way he played three weeks, three days ago. And for me, this is the perfect example of how you should behave as a professional if you want to be good because we all know players that played good for one year and then you never heard yeah. about them anymore, you know. Uh, but they had the yeah. quality, but they just couldn't maintain that 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 level of, of of stamina in the brain to be able to be there every single day of every single week of this of the year, you know. For me, that's that's the, that's yeah. the key. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one thing which I saw in my towards the end at City was I was seeing some of these players who were like incredible players on the field. But the way that they were motivated every single time they walked through that door, mm. you'd never see them late. You'd always see them doing the right things, see them eating the right foods and making the right decisions. And that was, in, that was infectious because it made everyone else around them think, well, if this guy's doing this, how can I be doing less? Yeah. You know, like that, that's impossible. Serious question now. Yeah. Yeah. So with this type of career that you've had with so many trophies, so many medals, so many like great seasons, how is it? that, you know, you've only played 20 games for France. You should be on maybe 150 by now. Like, what's going on? Again, uh, that, that's a very good question, but it's a simple answer. Uh, cool. I wasn't the best at the time when I started to play for France. Um, uh, Patrice Evra was there. Mm -hmm. And Abidal uh, from Patrice the big Evra. Barcelona was there. Right. So it's simple and there is nothing much to say. Uh, they were just mm -hmm. better. They had more experience. Uh, they were playing top clubs, and and I think the switch from Arsenal to City helped me actually get in that team because from yeah. going to City with those players and winning the league and then being considered as as a title content uh, challenger every every week every season uh, yeah. put me in the dif in a different um, um, bag of player if you know what I mean you know. Yeah, uh, but yeah. they were they were just too good, you know. They had amazing season, and and that's simply the 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 is the honest and simplest question uh, answer I can give you, you know. That's so crazy. Like you're such a good player with such a good pedigree in history, but then you name Patrice Evra and Eric Abidal. You know, most people don't have to go through that type of suffering, but the people you've named who you've been ahead of you at any point in your career, Patrice Evra, Evra, Eric Abidal, and Ashley Cole, like that's. That's impossible. How have you even played 600 games? Like, this is a joke. You know, it's it's funny, but uh, I remember one guy told me on TV once when, when I started to play for Arsenal, he said, you know what, if if you were playing for a different team and, mm. and, and perhaps five years later or five years before, your career yeah. would have been way different, you know? Um, yeah. that's, that's, that's what people can think. But 
I want to say that I've been I've been lucky and blessed because I've learned from Ashley Cole and and I had to kind of raise my game to be able to knock on the door of the French national team. But yeah, those guys, you know, it's not every day that you see a player um, getting blocked by all those those guys. You know, I mean, they they were at the time they were the you know when you talk about three of the best best player in his position, they were probably the the the, the three best you know in Europe at that time. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so now looking back, yeah, just a few questions for you. Who would you say your favorite coach was? Wow, it's. Do I have to pick one, or can I can I develop my my? No, my, okay, mindset? we only pick one. We only pick one. You see how you are, man? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I can just only one. pick one. All right. Of um, course, of course. I. He has to go to. He has to go to Wenger. Okay. He has to because you asked me for one, uh, yeah. and 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 I think he changed he changed the game in England when he came. Yeah, he changed the way French people think about football, and mm-hmm. he definitely changed my my life. You know, so it cannot mm-hmm. be anyone but other than him. You know, if I have to pick mm-hmm. one, but man, you know, I mean, you know, Mancini is the one who took me from 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 Arsenal and, and bought me and you know when a coach is buying you it means that he's really keen yeah. in having you so that's something that I would never forget yeah. uh, and someone like Pep he just he's a genius man you know um, yeah you gonna, like him you don't gonna... like him he, he has to get mentioned because I told you in, in in 10 months he just he shook my world you know and um, and you have to give respect to that because that's I've seen him and he puts a lot of effort in what he does and and it's uh, he actually wants you to become a coach you know yeah yeah that's cool that's a that's a big point which I've not heard anyone ever say before actually yeah but that that does explain the level of thinking that you need to have to play for his team mm. because it sounds like you need to see the game the yeah. way that he does yeah um, which coach do you think improved you the most I would. Well, it has to be again Wenger because I arrived there. I was seventeen, you know. Yeah. And and but he he's the kind of guy, the manager who who always give freedom to his player. So he wants you to express yourself with your own abilities and qualities, you know. Yeah. When you look at someone like Pep, he he wants you and he expects you and he kind of force you to do what he wants you to do. Yeah. And if you don't, then you don't really have a chance in this team, you know? Yeah. So it will make you improve, but by in somehow restrict restricting the way you think yeah. and the way you play football. You know, I don't know if it makes sense, but that's that's yeah, that's how I see yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Um but other than that, I would say that the move from Arsenal to City, honestly, those six years at City changed me, you know. I, I rediscovered myself when I went there and um and yeah, the club, the club really changed me. So Mancini has to get mentioned also, you know. Yeah. He definitely was someone important in my career. But I would say those three managers, you know, if I have to, it's difficult to name one. But I would say Wenger is, is the guy who, who gave me everything I need to be for to be a football player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say him. It sounds like you said, so Arsene Wenger will make you a better individual player, but Pep will make you a better player within his system. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, because Wenger is, is all about developing. But you can see anyway, you know, Wenger is about taking 16-year-old kids and turning them into, you know, international players. Mm-hmm. And Guardiola is, is someone who's going to spend 50-plus million to get the, the, the best guy for 
for the job he wants this guy to do for the yeah. team. Yeah. And it will make him be the best version of himself on the field. Yeah. Within his system, you know. So it, it's tricky because you know you will say that you know this guy is better than this guy, but they just do with the the philosophy, and that's what you get. You get one player, one coach who is, who is developing players, and you go another one who is teaching his his, his way of playing football. And uh, and obviously, when you play the way he wants you to play, you win things and mm. you start being named as one of the best players in Europe. You know, yeah. so which which um which club do you think you perform the best for? I will not have any doubt. I will say that uh, at at City, I was probably yeah at my best. I think at City. Also, looking back now, do you have any regrets or things which you'd like to do again but differently? I tend to think that I don't have any regret because in any situation which demands a decision to take a decision, I really think and think uh-huh. and think and think again about the decision I'm going to make. And I know that at that moment when I make the decision right now, it is the right decision. Yeah. The year, the following years or two years later, I look back and I say, ah, oh, it was a wrong decision. Yes, but I don't have regret because at that time, two years ago, I knew that it was what I wanted, you know? Yeah. So with regrets, I would say I don't have any. Okay. Um, I would say that in my career, if tomorrow I have a son, I will tell him if he's confident enough, I will tell him to move club every three, three years. Okay. Because I do believe that the first year when you arrive in a club, you have to impress people. Yes. You know, Agreed. Yeah. and you give your whole. And when I say your whole is physically and mentally, you know, mentally is a big factor. Uh, then you have the second year where you have to, to confirm and to prove people that it wasn't a one-off, a one season off, you know? Yeah. And then you become, you enter the third season and the fourth season with that kind of um, security and, and feeling good factor. Yeah. And you know, you, it's, it's not a lot, but we're talking about, you know, five, 6% of mental efforts and perhaps five, 6% of physical efforts. You don't yeah. even feel that you're not working the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a human, you just drop a little bit, you know, you become, you know, you, now you're in your comfort zone, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that is the, the, that is the mistake that's not everybody because some players stayed in the club for so long and they never had that problem. Yeah. But I would say that to stay strong and, and angry uh, every three, four, four years for me is a good timing. Yeah, I get that. That's, that's a good point. I, and I've never really thought about it from that perspective, but the way you've broken it down, it makes perfect sense. Mm. And it's obviously not going to be for everybody because there are other yeah, factors yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay. But that's, that's, that's a good way to, keep, to think about it because that way you will always be able to continually improve because it's almost like you have to prove yourself year that's in, it. year out, year that's out. It. And that's going to that's gonna motivate you. What would you say your, um, your best moment in your career so far has been? <sighs> you know, th- th- there's moments like my first year at Arsenal when I just, uh, I'm a new, I'm new guy there and, and I played, I think, 15 games with all my hero. Um, and even if I, if I wasn't part of the team who actually won the league because I played, you know, I wasn't, I was there just when Ashley Cole was, was, was injured or needed a rest. But that moment was special because we created this story, you know, we haven't lost a game and, and that was beautiful. 
but then the first trophy at City, you know, in my first year after 44 years, you know, it's the season where we beat United 6-1 at Old Trafford, you know? Yes. And yes, in eight yes, years yes. at Arsenal, I've never won at Old Trafford. <laughs> so, you know, that you see how, as you see, I can see your teeth, you're smiling hard. <laughs> this is to tell you that year was special, you know? Everything was special yeah. about it because we've won it the way we've won it. Uh, mm. that that win away at Old Trafford, people will say it's three points, you know, but it's not three points, you know? Yeah, that, that That it's is a special bigger. night. And so that year, that year was 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 really high into how I feel about football and, and, and the finishing, the finish of, of how we won it uh, mm. is special and will never be repeated, you know? So I would yeah, say that sure. those two moments are, are very important. Um Again, to pick one, I would say City because you know I was part of that team. You know, I played my part, um, and it was it was a beautiful season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, do you think that you get enough credit for the career you've had so far? I don't know. I don't know, and 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 I don't really care because I know there is way better player than than me. You know, and uh-huh. that, that is a fact. But I know there is a lot of players who wish they could be in my shoes, you know? So yeah, yeah. I would like to say that, you know, we all have our own path. And uh, listen, from the first day I arrived in my team in Cannes, my only worry was to be selected at the weekend. And I'll give you an example. When I was at Arsenal, I knew for a fact that if Ashley wasn't injured, and when I say yeah. injured, it's like broken something, because even if he had pain, <laughs> he would have played you know, ahead of yeah. me. If he wasn't yeah. suspended, I would have had no chance of playing a game. But on the Monday, yeah. I was coming into the training pitch and I was saying to myself, today is the day Wenger is deciding who's going to play Saturday. Yeah. And, you know, and that's been my, my, the way of me getting focused from my first day at Arsenal and my last day at City. And it's the same mm-hmm. now that I'm in, in, in Bashakshe. So, um, I really don't care what people think. Uh, I'm sure people will say that, you know, I was, overrated players, uh, player. Some will say that I was a good player. I know I did something great with what I had, you know? Yeah, for sure. So speaking of the stuff which you have, oh, the skills which you have led to a lot of success. So now, if you could only keep one of your medals, which one would you keep? Man, man give me, at least give me something to play with. No, Every time no, no, only no, no, one no, option. No, no. You, can, you can play with your medals and pick one of them. That's the game. You can pick one medal. Which one would you, which one would you choose? <laughs> I <laughs> uh, said, "Oh, bro, no. uh, Again, honestly, I was. Uh, Come on, man, you're not gonna upset anyone. Just be honest. Yeah, look, look at yourself smiling on, on the other side of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I knew uh, as well you had some tricky question because I've been listening uh, to your listen, podcast. Listen, this is just part one. Uh, I have to think. From I have to be. I'm not someone who is um, mass, who has a massive ego." But I will mm-hmm. say that for that question, I will go for myself and I would say the first one at City because again, yeah. you know, it was, um, we create history the way we won it and I played a big part in that season, you know, when uh, Arsenal, yeah. the first, the, well, the trophy at Arsenal, when we, we've been uh, unbeatable, you know, it's like I was there, but I was only a small yeah. part of the team, you know, so the first trophy at City is the, is the medal I picked, yeah. Okay, so now you've got that one medal left for your whole career. If you could change it for any medal, which one would you choose? Anything that you've not won yet? Yeah, that's easy. The World Cup. 
Just the World Cup? Yeah. Okay. So you go for the national team first. Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. Ah, okay. So you just disregard club, don't care about Champions League or anything like this, even though you've just won the League of Istanbul. And congratulations for that, by the way. But, thank, yeah, thank you. you um, well, listen, if you ask me for something that I never won and I wish that I, I could win, it's the World Cup. The World Cup is... Yeah. is the World Cup is the World Cup, man. The, the trophy yeah. is just too nice. You play for your country. Usually it's sunny. You know, everything is good about that competition. And, and, and on top of that, for four years, you're part of the best team in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's, definitely that's... That, that, that trophy is, is the one I will pick, yeah. So when you saw France, for example, uh, was it last year or however many years ago, winning what they won? Mm -hmm. How did you feel about that? Did you feel like just happiness or did you feel sadness that you weren't there with them? Uh, no, I'm really happy because some of the guys uh, I know. Um, yeah. And you know as much as I know how hard it is to to play at this level, you know, national team yeah. and, and, and after a season to go into a, a new tournament. Um, so, of course, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. And, yeah. and, and again, you know, if I'm not there, it's because... I'm not, perhaps I'm not good enough to be part of this team. So what's the point for me being angry or upset because I'm not there, you know, you know, clapping yeah. for them. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it was nice. It was a good moment for the, for the, for the French people. You know, so that's such a, it's such a cool mentality to hear that, you know, you obviously, you believe in yourself, but you understand why certain things happen. So you don't have to constantly walk around with a chip on your shoulder because you work hard to try and just do everything that you can do. Instead of people who say, you know, I should be doing yeah. this, I should be doing that. Yeah, you know, I, that. man, I, I know. Like I told you, you know, I know that there is way better player than me. And I know that a lot of players would like to be there. And I know mm -hmm. I'm giving everything, absolutely everything on the pitch. When I go home, I rest, I eat good, I stay hydrated. What I'm not supposed to win, I'm not going to win. It's simple as that, you know. I'm not going to yeah. be Sergio Ramos uh, scoring a lot of goals, even if you ask me to, <laughs> to score goals, bro. <laughs> yeah, for real. Right. So I've, I've only got a few more questions for you. So what would you say, the, or who would you say the best team is that you've played against in your career, like for any era? <sighs> that's, that's pretty simple. I think... Oh no, actually. Oh no, yes. Uh, I was uh, going to say you uh, I was going to say United when they had Rune Tevez and Ronaldo up front. Yeah. But then I remember that I played also against the Barcelona team who won six or seven trophies in one season. Yeah. And I remember yeah, going to the new camp and Messi scoring four goals. And yeah. it's difficult. And I also played against that team, you know, at Chelsea with the new the new owner, and they had Sean yeah. Phillips, Joe Cole, uh, Robin, uh, Robin, Duff, Drogba, yeah. Asselbeck, yes. and stuff like this. So I've been lucky with who I played against. Uh, but if I have to pick one team again, I would say that Barcelona is the hardest team, you know. I remember after yeah. 25 minutes uh, looking, you know, uh, Abu Dhabi, we play at the, at the Emirates. <laughs> after 20 minutes, I look at him, he look at me, and he says, girl, I'm dead. <laughs> I said, bro, I'm dead also. <laughs> and then I told him, how are we going to do? He said, okay, let's run. <laughs> it was so hard. So yeah, this, this, this award goes to them without, without a doubt. Yeah. You know? that, was a, that was a special team. Yeah. I, I love watching them back in the day. I love watching them. So who would you say the best players you've played against? Um, okay, there's the obvious one. I could say Ronaldo when he was at United, you know, when he was a tricky winger. I could say Messi because he's been a winger. But I will surprise you probably. The one... 
I hated to play against and when I had a really hard time was Sean Ray Phillips. Do you know, I had a feeling you were going to say him. Uh, I had a feeling. It was. Like, I'm, I'm small and I'm fast, you know, and, and I play with anticipation. But, yeah. you know, I couldn't play against him because he was so low. You know, the, the gravity center yeah. was so low. And, you know, players usually, they have some kind of favorite um, yeah. move that they do to, to beat you, you know. So, yeah. Robin, I'm not saying it's easy to play against him, but you know he's going to go inside, inside, out, you know. Or yeah, outside, outside, yeah. in. He, he yeah. does it well, so he's got, you're gonna you're gonna eat the you're gonna eat the move anyway. But you know he's gonna yeah. do that. Sean yeah. wasn't like that. Sean had just one thing in mind: is just to get past you at any cost, yeah. any move. Yeah. He could run at you, go inside, outside. The ball will hit your knee, hit his knee, <laughs> and he's so eager to beat you that he would get the ball. You know, and he had everything. He could finish. He could cross. And for me. It was the hardest player I played against, you know, 100%. Yeah. Right. So now here's the question, which everybody has probably been like waiting to hear from me ask you. So now you have to pick a five-a-side team of players you've played with, yeah, mm. which is going to be one goalkeeper and four outfielders. Who would be in your fantasy? Or not your fantasy. Who would be in your five-a-side team? Do, am I making a team to win a tournament or something? Just the best team you could possibly make for a five-a-side, yeah. Like they would not lose to anybody in, in the world, or the best team that you can you can come up with. In goal, it would be Joe Joe Hart. Yeah. And then I would have to go with one defender. And well, you could go with two if no. you want to be negative. You could take two if you want to be negative. It's up to you. Yeah, but I'm not negative. You know, I play for City and Arsenal, so I'm <laughs> all about attacking. <laughs> uh, Defender, I will go for. You know, I think I will go for Joe Lescott. Okay. Because he is one of the players that don't get credit yes, as much I as agree. he should. You know, um, he's all for the team, and he he guides you on the on the pitch like you know nobody will ever know because you don't hear why how how much he talks. You know. Uh, so anyway, yeah. he will be my defender. Um. Wow. Uh, David Silva. Yeah. Patrick Vera. Yeah. And Cherry Henry. You know what? That's, that's such a nice team. That's such a nice team. What do you mean a nice it's, team? It's a badass team, a, man. No, but I mean, I, mean, I mean like a nice team. That team is nice. Like, that's, that's nice. <laughs> nice. That's, that's nice. That's a nice, nice team. And just one final question then. So what, is in the future for you? Like what's going to come next? Because one thing I know anyway is that the way that you've been throughout your career, success is almost guaranteed. So what comes next for you, either towards the end of your career or when you finish? Well, I just won the Turkish league. Uh, yeah. So that I'm happy. Uh, I do believe I still have two more years in the legs. Okay. So I think it will be what I have on the table. But after that, uh, let's say we flash forwards in two, three years. That year with Guardiola really gave me that feeling about being a coach, you know. Um, okay. I don't know if I would be a good coach, a bad coach, successful or unsuccessful. But I know from that moment I've worked with him that I will try to be a manager. And, um, yeah. and I've been trying for the last three years here, you know, working with the young players. Um, yeah. And I love it. So, yeah. um Again, I don't know if I would be good. Maybe I would be so bad that I would stop 
after six months, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I will definitely go into management because that's, uh, well, that's what I know, you know, after 20 years of football, that's what I know. And I don't see myself living, living without, without football or being attached to football. So, um, yeah, I want to give back and I want to be able to learn, uh, to learn how players see football outside of the fact that I'm not a player anymore, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a great answer and I can see you being a very successful coach because you think about it in a different way to a lot of other people. Mm. So yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you for, appreciate for having me. No, that's no problem. Remember, next time we speak as well, try not to keep me waiting for 24 hours, but that's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you know you know where I was? I was on the, on the boat, yeah, the boardroom, and I was just I enjoying the title. Bro, you know what? It's since 1959, only five teams won yeah. the, the trophy in Turkey. I did not know that. I did. So only, you know, That's this, crazy. what we did is like, it's huge. Yeah. Not even huge, you know, so, so that was, that was uh, so important, but yeah, we're good. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, thank you very much. Girl, man. Have a good one. You too, man. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you have it. It's always a pleasure hearing from champions, especially when the success comes with so much humility. So thanks for listening. And make sure to subscribe to the show and follow us at kickback underscore Nadum on Instagram and on Twitter. And lastly, I'd like to give a big shout out to Ryan Hale for the editing, Skylar Work for the promoting, and Mountaineer Studios Draper, Utah for all the equipment. And to all those that have made it this far, be sure to stay safe and stay tuned. Bye for now.